0: What's going on? And welcome in. It is post loons, May seventh, two thousand twenty-two. My name is Jeremy Rushing here to break down an unfortunate one-nil loss from Minnesota United at home to FC Cincinnati. Uh, not the result anybody wanted tonight. At Allianz Field. How's it going, guys? My name is Jeremy Rushing. Thank you guys so much for tuning into the stream. If you could, while you're here, give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Leave us a question or a comment on YouTube if you want to get involved in the conversation. If you're watching over on Twitter and you just want to chill, that's fine. But if you want to get involved in the conversation, you want to leave your feedback, your questions, your comments, your hot takes. You're gonna to have to go to, go over to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com. The search Soda Soccer, search Post Loons. And you're going to be able to get involved in the conversation here on post Loons tonight. But again, a one nil Minnesota United loss to FC Cincinnati. Um, a, a match that coming in, you thought very, very winnable. Although FC Cincinnati had been coming in on a bit of a hot streak with home and away wins at, against Toronto. You know, this is not the FC Cincinnati of the past, but an FC Cincinnati squad that you thought you were confident that you were better than heading into this one. And three points were very much on the table. But, it didn't come out that way tonight against FC Cincinnati with that 1-0 loss. Um, a lot of questions and comments coming in on the stream so far. Let's get to Christian's. Christian says, unacceptable results at home. We missed Ludd big time. Maybe he could have finished one of those opportunities. I think Boggy and Dalati are better coming in as subs in the second half when the opponent is tiring. I will get to that in my three things in just a minute. But, I agree with that statement about Bongi and Dunlady. I was skeptical about starting them when they'd had so much success in the second half together. Again, that Bongi Dunlady, lid combination up top. The two wins that Minnesota United put together in league play against Chicago and Colorado, they came in 65th, 75th minute, and you saw the results. Five goals in just about a half's worth of time on the pitch together when they play in the second half. All of a sudden, then you turn from that to starting them in the first half, thinking that you'll have the same dynamic, but it's not the same dynamic. The first 30 minutes of a match and the last 30 minutes of a match are very, very different animals when you're talking about the you know how much fresh legs means in those scenarios and the wind of the team you're playing. So if you're able to put energetic, forward-thinking, forward-playing players on, who can be an effective in that way in the last 30 minutes, you're going to have more success than when you put that same squad together, those same pieces together in the first 30 minutes, because you're going to have the energy and you're going to be doing that against a team that theoretically is more tired. When you do it in the first 15, 20 minutes, you see that short burst of success that Minnesota United has in these last two matches, LAFC and FC Cincinnati both matches this team got got on the front foot quick they put together a high press they were forcing turnovers they were getting good opportunities but you do not finish your chances in those scenarios you do not take advantage of that first 15-20 minute onslaught by actually grabbing a goal and then suddenly the tide starts to turn either the other team figures you out or you're no longer able to high press for a longer into the match whatever it is all of a sudden the tide turns things start to get even and then the second half much like the lafc match we really saw the opposing team take over and uh and really have success leading to a goal in this match led to two goals against lafc i'm gonna get into my three things though guys keep leaving those questions and comments on the youtube channel Uh, My first thing is you simply cannot have this result. You simply cannot have it. At the end of the day, this Western Conference table looks to be very, very competitive. There are teams that missed the playoffs last year who are normally perennial playoff contenders that are back in that picture. LAFC, LA Galaxy for two. There are other teams who were at the bottom of the Western Conference last year that looked like basement dwellers that are performing Exceeding expectations and look like they've taken that next step. Austin being one of those. You cannot take a step back this season and, and expect to make the playoffs. If you're Minnesota United, you can't even, I don't, in my opinion, you can't even go level last year quality wise and result wise and points wise and still expect to make the playoffs in the Western Conference. The way things are looking this year. I know we're 10 matches in. I know we're early on. So that might be a, a big declaration at this point. But getting results against the team that you should be getting results against at home, you have to do that. You have to get those results. And Minnesota United failed that mission tonight. Hopefully, they can they can do some things to uh, turn the tide a little bit. Obviously, getting Robin Lud back—he um, he was uh, out ill tonight—will um, theoretically help. But you need to uh, you need to find something that's going to work, especially on the attack and especially in goal scoring, especially in finishing off opportunities. Uh, My second thing touches on something I've already touched on. Early burst, then nothing. And that's really what we saw again tonight. And I think that's a byproduct of starting with Abu Damladi and Bagukuli Hongwani in the lineup as opposed to bringing them in in the second half. You're going to have that initial burst of energy. You're going to have that initial front-footedness because of the energy they bring. But teams are going to be able to figure that out over a longer portion of the match and figure out how to have success against that for, uh, you know, 45, 50, 60 minutes until those guys inevitably come off. That's why I agree with Christian's point from earlier that that duo specifically on the wings, Hongwane and Danilani, would be much better suited coming in in the second half. We've seen the success from that. We haven't seen nearly the same success from them starting those matches. Uh, Excuse me, these last two matches, I should say. And my final point, it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek. It's a little bit sarcastic, but I also kind of mean it. Dane can't do everything. Dane St. Clair had another world-class performance tonight in goal. Four or five amazing saves to keep Minnesota United in this match. But he can't go to the opposite box and score a goal for you. He can't finish off a chance for you 85, 90 yards from where he's standing. You need to figure out a way to complement his performances with goals because the way he's performing, he deserves more. (laughs) And don't forget about the team. I mean, obviously the team deserves more based off those Dane St. Clair performances, but Dane deserves more. Dane deserves to have more wins on his record. Dane deserves to have more results on his record. But you're not doing your job on the other end of the pitch to make these performances from Dane St. Clair really, really matter over the long term. I get you've won a few matches where he has had had good performances, but all in all, tonight you wasted a really good performance from him. You wasted maybe his best performance of the season so far, aside from the New York game. It's tough. It's tough to see Minnesota United waste that performance and waste this opportunity at home. Keep leaving those questions and comments in the stream, guys. Uh NE Big Blue says with the attack lacking, what would you think of Hunu as a sub for Dunladi on the wing in the future? Put Ludd in at the false nine. Hunu's playmaking ability seems to be there. I don't know what Adrian Anu looks like on the wings. I could see him as a number 10, but then then again, that means you're not playing Emmanuel Reynoso, right? So this is where that conversation of the two striker system really comes into play for Minnesota. If your attack is lacking and you're failing to score goals and you don't really have anybody in front of net who can put away chances, aside from Rob Robin Lud, who's not a natural striker, there I think you have to really get you have to take some chances with this lineup. I think either A, you stand pat and you say, Okay, we're we're okay with a lack of performance over the first hour, if it means we're gonna put Longwane and Dunlady in, in the 65th minute, and then just, you know, turn the Jets on from there. That's one option. I don't necessarily like it. I don't think it's perfect, but it's there. Your second option is to get more, I guess, creative with how you're going to put this team together. You have Luis Amaria, you have Adrian Anu, you have Longwani, you have Dunlady, You have ever. you have a billion strikers. Why not put two of them on the field at the same time, in in the middle, in front of goal, and see what happens? Adrian Unu, we know the backstory of Adrian Unu. His success at Ren in League One was in the two striker system. Try it, give it a chance, see what happens, or do what you did against Colorado and Chicago. Start Amaria up top or start Hunu up, up top if you do want to make a change. Um, and just sort of be okay with mediocre in the first hour. Make your substitution that you're going to make and hope that that second half success continues with that front three of Hongwani, Dinladi, and Lud. To me, those are the two options right now because you cannot keep doing what you have done these last two matches. That experiment has not worked. The experiment of, okay, these guys were really good. From the 65th minute on in our two wins let's try starting them together and see what happens well we've seen what's happened you get a good 15 minutes and then nothing after that well i shouldn't say nothing after that minnesota united was generating chances throughout the match but nowhere near to the degree uh of danger that that first uh 15 or 20 minutes had and again it's the second match in a row that we've seen that um so let's get into these game guys, and feel free to keep leaving those questions and comments as we move along here. As we've mentioned, the Loons dominate the early portion of the match. The high press worked, forcing turnovers. They were able to generate a lot of chances, but once again, no goals to show for it. If you're getting a goal or two in this first 15 minutes over these last two matches, the dynamic of the match changes, and you start to think, okay, this could work. Let's get a couple goals, let's bunker down, and let's let's ride the rest of the match out. But that's not what's happening. You're not taking advantage of these opportunities. 18th minute. Stop me if you heard this one before. Dane St. Clair making a brilliant save. This time it's a full stretch effort to stop Vasquez and keep Minnesota level. Obviously Vasquez will get his revenge later in the match. We'll get to that in a minute. 25th minute, a pair of opportunities for the Loons. It's Dunlady and Lawrence both getting shots on goal. But both are denied by uh, Celentano. He was uh, excellent again tonight um, in goal for Cincinnati. He's been one of the better goalkeepers in MLS as well alongside St. Clair. Uh, 37th minute loons on a counter attack. And this was just, just brilliant. Uh, Delaney on the right with the ball, he sends in, uh, and this is about, this is the word that comes to mind. This may not be the word that you would use to describe this, but I'm going to describe this as a delicious centering ball into the box. But Adrian Anu can't quite get a solid foot on it. His shot is blocked. That was a real missed opportunity for him. If he scores there, I look really smart by saying you should start Adrian Haneu. Unfortunately, he doesn't start. His XG is in the toilet. And I don't look smart for saying you should start Adrian Haneu. So there we go. That's that. 43rd minute, another fantastic save from St. Clair. Coming off his line to stop a one-on-one opportunity for Cincinnati. I mean, it really was Cincinnati on St. Clair. Like one on the goalie. And St. Clair just comes off his line at the perfect time to cut off the angle and cut off that opportunity. Interesting note from the first half. No goals, no cards, no fouls, no subs. So what does that mean? No stoppage time. I don't know if I've seen a half quite like that. I've seen no stoppage time. But even, even though he had a foul or two, uh, this this first half, not even a foul, not even any stoppage, not even any, not even any time really the ball wasn't in play for the most part, unless it was a, a throw in or a goal kick. So um, that was a very, very interesting and quick first half. Uh, second half, though, uh, a couple of changes. Fifty uh, seventh minute, Minnesota United puts in Frango Fragapani on for knew, which moves Abu Dunladi, to striker, and then another sub in the sixty third with Nico Hansen coming on for, Baggi, for Bangi Longwani. Sixty uh, fifth, right off the bench, it's Hansen getting a great point blank look on goal off the feed from Reynoso, but it was it just it goes wide. He mishits it. Uh, it actually goes to Dunladi, who's uh, on the right side of the of the post, um, and he. He is unable to deflect it back on net. Another missed opportunity for Minnesota. 76th <clears throat> minute, this is an opportunity for Cincinnati. Not sure who got the foot on this one, but a dangerous outside-footed shot. And yet again, it's a great save from Dane St. Clair. Drink. Uh, 79th minute, Minnesota makes another sub, their final sub of the match. Joseph Rosales on for Will Trap. 82nd, another quality opportunity for the Loons. That included maybe a handball on the box. And a dangerous ball across goal from Hansen that goes to nobody. Uh, but it ends in a Cincinnati counter. And you see two guys coming into the picture for Minnesota um, on an all-out hustle. Um, you see guy DeBassi in the middle of the field cutting off the uh, you know the, the passing option, and then you see Michael Boxall taking on the uh, the man with the ball there, and he makes a great vital challenge to snuff out that opportunity for Cincinnati. Um, thought that was going to be crucial in uh, sort of solidifying a scoreless draw. But uh, silly me, as there was a lot of match still still left to go. Um, it's in the 86th minute, it's Alva- Alvaro Barrial for Cincinnati. He gets a great shot on goal on the half volley on the left side. Looks well, destined for the top corner, almost a near-perfect shot. But who's there again to save the day? None other than Dane St. Clair. And 89th, promising Minnesota counter, and ends up at the feet of an overlapping Fragapani on the right-hand side but the wingers crosses over the end line for a goal kick. And then 90 plus three. I don't know how this happens. You have a great back line, a great defense. They're all there. They're all in the box. But somehow the visitor, it's just, this is just stunning. I'm, I still cannot quite wrap my head around how this happened. Uh, The visitors break through Minnesota's back line. Somehow, some way Harris on the side of the box finds a wide open Vasquez. You have four Minnesota defenders. You can see in the shot behind goal when they're showing this goal and you're looking out into the box. You can see four black shirts behind Vasquez. Sort of almost standing in a straight line, just watching. And uh, it, he's wide open. He he nets the tap in and that does it. That's, that's, that's the difference. 1-0 Cincinnati over Minnesota at Allianz Field um the crowd went absolutely quiet i was not at allianz field obviously i was here at home i was stunned silent i have to imagine the crowd at allianz was as well and now you're left scratching your head you're left wondering what the heck is going to happen here with this club i guess it can go two directions you can either dust yourself off and say okay we're going to fight for our spot in the western conference and and try to move forward the rest of the season or This could be an indicator of who Minnesota United is this year. Maybe they will take another step back. Maybe the strikers they brought on board in the offseason aren't going to be able to get it done. Maybe this goal scoring struggle is going to continue. I hope it doesn't. We've seen glimpses, again, glimpses of finished chances and the ability to score goals and score multiple goals, but the consistency. That's been it with this team from an attacking perspective. Basically, I, sh- I should say from the beginning, but they were just, just terrible in general their first two years in MLS. So I'm really going to say from 2019 on. Inconsistent in the attack. Um, the ending of 2020 is really the only exception to that. With Mano Reynoso's just, you know, onslaught when he first signed on. But other than that, after that, all last season... The beginning portion of this season a massive inconsistency with goal scoring and finishing off opportunities and that still hasn't seemed to be fixed all right guys before we move any for- further i should say we're gonna shout out our friends over at pence Homes. um nate pence is just an all-around great guy and a huge supporter of minnesota soccer and oh by the way he's pretty damn good at his job as uh as a realtor Nate and his team or realtors hooking people up with homes or helping people sell their homes in the Minneapolis and St. Paul area. So if that fits you, if you're selling, if you're buying, if you're doing both, this is a crazy market right now. I'm sure you've heard that, right? Market's pretty wild. Uh, so you need somebody like Nate and his team to help guide you through it. Um, if you just go to penshomes.com, p-e-n-t-z-homes.com, you can see the amazing reviews that they've gotten, um, all their ratings on all the major platforms that you would look at for something like this are are very very good and have a ton of reviews and it's for a good reason too um nate's a really nice guy he's down to earth uh and if you've ever met him and talked to him you'll know he's just he's chill and and he cares right and it's the same way with his realty with with, uh with pence homes they care about you and uh hooking you up with the home you need or helping you sell the home at the highest possible value so go to pencehomes.com to learn more or email nate directly nate n-a-t-e at p-e-n-t-z homes.com we cannot thank nate and pence homes enough for supporting and helping us out over here with sodasoccer.com and post loons quick aside here um not only are we covering minnesota united over at sodasoccer.com we are also covering everything lower league soccer here in minnesota over at sodasoccer.com tonight was opening night for the npsl north huge statement win for duluth fc over joy athletic 5-0 we'll have all your coverage of all the npsl north action up this weekend at Soda Soccer, as well as coverage of tomorrow's Minneapolis City USL League 2 opener at Ador Nelson Field in Minneapolis. Matthew Johnson has joined uh, Soda Soccer. You've probably heard him on maybe the Dave's I Know podcast and and other Minnesota soccer outlets. He has joined Soda Soccer to help us cover the lower league scene this summer. He is going to be out at Ador Nelson Field tomorrow. Covering that Minneapolis City opener for Soda Soccer, and he'll have a write up after the match, obviously. So uh, make sure you tune into Soda Soccer for not only your Minnesota United updates and news, but also everything going on in the world of Minnesota Soccer. All right, more thoughts and opinions coming in here. Cindy Hofbeck, my mother in law, chiming in. Uh, Looked like Ray was playing with the B team, she said. Except for Boxel, Debossi, and St. Clair, you should be man of the match with DSC. That was so frustrating to watch. Cindy, I I agree. I don't know about the B-team comment, but it did. I mean, Reynoso stood out. He was setting guys up, and guys were unable to finish those chances. And its it's got to be frustrating for him. And it's also, we talk about a wasted performance from St. Clair. Tonight's a wasted performance from Emmanuel Reynoso, too. I'm watching this match, and I'm saying, Minnesota United does not lose these matches where Reynoso steps up and has this kind of match you usually get three points out of those matches where amanda reynoso is a factor and he is distributing and he's setting guys up and he's making things happen you had that performance from reynoso tonight and you end up with nothing because there was really no support for reynoso there on the attack maybe this shows just how valuable robin ludd is to christian's point earlier maybe Robin Lud is more value. I mean, obviously we know Robin Lud is valuable to this team in this attack. Maybe he's even more valuable than we think. Maybe with him him out of the picture, maybe this team can't muster up any any shots on goal, <laughs> you know, or or any quality shots on goal, I should say. I don't know what Minnesota United's XG was tonight. I have not looked at the stats. I guess I can look those up right now. Um, I haven't looked, so, so I'm taking my guess for Minnesota United's XG, I'm gonna guess 0. 0.6. I'm gonna say it's not even one. I'm gonna say it's barely over half an XG. I'm gonna say 0. 0.6. So I'm getting on uh, MLS now. now. Don't for me, guys. I'm gonna check this, uh, check the uh, the XG here on the website. But my guess is 0. 0.6. Um, and that seems pretty fair, honestly, for what we saw tonight from Minnesota United. I mean, John Marthaler tweeted after the first half, or I believe it was Andy Grater, sorry. Uh, Andy Grater from the Pioneer Press tweeted at halftime that uh, Adrian Anu is at like a 0.16 XG. Uh, Bongi Hongwani was at like a 0.17 XG. So that's kind of what you're, you were working for for Minnesota United. Um, that's the cut it. That is just not going to do the trick. You need, to, you need to make it worth the performances that you're seeing from your stars, Dane St. Clair, Mano, Reynoso. Like Reynoso can do everything that you ask him to do, right? But at the end of the day, he's more of a distributor from that number 10 position. He can't, he's not, he's not gonna go in, go one on one, cut into the box and score a, a, a single-handed goal. Like, that's not really his game. He's a distributor. He sets guys up. But if no guys are there to finish those chances, it's a waste. And we saw a lot of that tonight. We saw a lot of that tonight from Minnesota and from the attack. It's taken me a while to pull these stats up. So while I'm getting the stats up and checking what Minnesota United's XG was on the evening, I'm assuming it was not very good, we're going to shout out another one of our sponsors here. And that's Night Street Soccer and Coffee. Uh, Derek and the team at Ninth Street are awesome. They have been with us uh, at Post Loons since we started Post Loons at the beginning of the 2021 season. So they really are OG supporters of uh, Post Loons and our podcast, 10,000 Pitches, and sodasoccer.com as well. So um, if you're looking for a place to uh, have some coffee and play some soccer, watch some soccer, just be in a soccer environment, um, Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee – is the minnesota soccer or the twin cities soccer community hub it really is you can go there work on your computer during the day watch some soccer on the tv um if you're into playing pickup soccer they have weekly affordable pickup if you want to reserve a field for your party your group outing maybe to for your team to practice you can reserve field time at Ninth street as well it really is just a full uh full, full service full environment you know you have the coffee shop you have the indoor soccer facility. What more could you need in life, right? So go hit them up, 9thStreetMPLS.com. You'll see at the bottom there, it's ninthstreetmpl mpls.com. Or make sure you follow them on Twitter and Instagram at 9thStreetMPLS. Again, you'll see 9th and Street are both spelled out there. Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee, located at 801 South Ninth Street in Minneapolis. All right. Slowly but surely getting to these stats here, guys. So I apologize. But we we'll are pull them up. And uh, again, my guess, without even seeing the XG on the evening, was 0. 0.6 for Minnesota United. I'm going to say Cincinnati was at like uh, 1.1. So my guess is uh, 0.6 to 1.1. Again, this is taking forever to load. Apologize. All right. Team total XG. Minnesota United 1, Cincinnati 2. A little bit higher on both ends than I anticipated, but I I I don't uh, I don't disagree with that. Uh, One XG for Minnesota United sounds about right. Um, Two for Cincinnati. I didn't think it would be that big of a gap, to be honest. But I think that Vasquez goal probably moved that up, probably a full expected goal because it was right in front of the net, right? Um, If you guys have any more questions or comments, feel free to drop those in the chat. Moving forward, we look at Head, lick your wounds here if you're Minnesota United, because on Wednesday, you welcome Colorado Rapids to Allianz Field for the round of 32 in the U.S. Open Cup. Now, this is a Colorado team who you just beat a couple weeks ago. You used a specific formula to beat that team. You haven't really used that formula uh, over the last few matches. Maybe you go back to the well. Maybe you go back to bringing Longwane and Dunlady on in the second half and see if that can bring you the same success that it did the last time out. It's a 7 o'clock start over at Allianz Field for U.S. Open Cup action. And then I believe their next match after that is next Saturday as I bring up the schedule here. might take a minute for this to load. I apologize. Again, this is bad radio once again. Uh, oh, next Sunday. And, of course, your host or you're going to Seattle. The CONCACAF Champions League winners, the team that despite their MLS struggles will probably be at the top of MLS.com or MLSsoccer.com's power rankings because they like to stir up conversation and controversy with those power rankings. So um, the good thing is, according to MLSsoccer.com, you'll probably be playing the best team in MLS next Sunday, which can give you a good opportunity to get a big win against what MLSsoccer.com thinks is the best team in MLS. Again, I'm going back to this well because I like to hark on the MLSsoccer.com power rankings. It's one of the best bits of our show is to hark on the MLSsoccer.com power rankings. So if you listen to the 10,000 Pitches podcast with myself and Dominic Jose Bazonio, you will hear us do that basically on a weekly basis, uh, especially with how they rank Seattle in those rankings, uh, despite losing to some of the worst teams in the league. But that's uh that's neither here nor there so a big week coming up at home against colorado and the u.s open cup on wednesday and then you go to seattle fresh off their Concacaf champions league win next sunday uh, i believe it's a 3 p.m yep 3 p.m kickoff next sunday may 15th and then you're right back at it again the following wednesday so wednesday sunday wednesday um as minnesota hosts the la galaxy on the 18th as well so um, A lot going on, a lot of action. Uh, we will be covering it all here at SodaSoccer.com and Post Loons. Uh, so make sure you join us the entire way. As uh, for better or worse, we will be here for you after every Minnesota United match. All right, guys. Um, if there's no more questions or comments, we will cut this one off early tonight. Let's go have a drink. And uh, we'll we'll look ahead to tomorrow. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Um, I don't think my mom is watching, but if you are, love you, mom. Happy Mother's Day. Um, you know, if you haven't got any flowers or a card or balloons or stuff like that, go do that in the morning. It means a lot. Um, I did the whole flowers today, uh, just because we have a busy day scheduled tomorrow. So uh, but yeah, happy Mother's Day tomorrow to all the moms. Uh love all the moms, appreciate all the moms. Um, and hopefully we'll be talking to you Wednesday night after a US Open Cup win for Minnesota United. Until then, make sure you're checking out all the content at sodasoccer.com. We appreciate all the support, and we will catch you Wednesday for another edition of Post Lins. See ya.